Peace. Peace. We are back. Once again, you are tuned into a new episode of Masterminds with Brother Shamel. I'm your host, Brother Shamel, and I'm really excited because we are now broadcasting from a new platform, Anchor.fm Podcast. And we're actually shifting from our old platform. The YouTube channel will still be up, but for our Masterminds broadcast, we'll be putting it through this platform. So I'm really excited about that. I want to give special honors to my brother, Sheik Jackson Bay, who put me on to this. And we are going to start off the first broadcast podcast under this platform with the title of Moorish Meditations, which will be an actual series. This is the first of a series of meditation podcasts. So on this episode of Masterminds with Brother Shemel, we will explore the subject of meditation. What is meditation? How does meditation work? Why is meditation important? Is meditation better than prayer? Can meditation heal oneself? And much, much more. We will touch on the metaphysical aspects of the Circle 7 as well as other spiritual writings. This topic will be of interest to many regardless of your religious or ideological background. So without further ado, I want to begin and... I want to let you know that this particular broadcast was inspired by an event that took place a couple of days ago um, with my wife. My wife was experiencing some pain, um, a pain that she said she had not felt to that degree in quite a while. And we got together and did a meditation slash visualization session, uh, which I will be sharing with you exactly what that is. I'll be providing um, some techniques, a couple of techniques on this episode, as well as future episodes. And it was of tremendous value. It actually helped to relieve her pain. So I was inspired to put this on this broadcast to share with people in the hopes that it would be of benefit to them as well. So before I actually get into the specific techniques, I want to actually cover the topic of meditation and go over some things. Now, the art of meditation can be beneficial um, to everyone. It doesn't matter what your background is. And I will take the time to explain in detail the nature and function of meditation, the specific steps towards it, um, easy to learn methods of practicing it, and the great benefit that comes out of regular meditation practice. Um, So I will only speak on things that I've 
personally experienced and researched and put into practice. That way, um, it can be of the most benefit to you. So I'll draw upon my own experiences, basically. Um, in order to be successful in meditation, um, and I've been meditating since I was a, for decades, since I was a teenager. In order to be successful in meditation, you need three basic things. First, you need determination and resolution to follow the instructions of meditation. Second, you must practice meditation regularly. I would suggest that if you are starting out, um, that you dedicate at least three months to intentional practice, regular practice of meditation. And again, um, these um, techniques um, can be followed by beginners as well as experienced and advanced practitioners of meditation. So this is open for all. But for those beginners, I would definitely suggest that you dedicate at least three months to just regular practice, consistent to build that habit. And third, you must learn to live a life of moderation. Um, be, keep things in, in within moderation. That's something that we emphasize in more science. And follow a daily life of moral and ethical principles of life. In more science, we teach about five basic principles, which are the highest principles known to man. Those principles are love, truth, peace, freedom, and justice. So those are definitely principles that you want to focus on when you get into the meditation. So let's go with the first question, which is, what is meditation? Which is a very good question. Many people have different ideas about what meditation is. Um, as I like to play, put it simply, meditation is the art of listening and not talking. Listening to that still small voice. And I'll speak about that. As opposed to prayer, which is the art of talking and not listening. So I like to refer to the circle seven specifically chapter 35 verse 20 where it says the following he have endued thee with reason to maintain thy dominion he have fitted thee with language to improve thy society and exalted thy mind with the powers of of meditation to contemplate and adore his inimitable perfections. So when we deal with meditation, we're dealing with elevating the mind for the contemplation of oneself. And as we teach in more science, man has two selves. He has a higher self and a lower self. And of course, the ultimate goal in meditation is to be one with your higher self. So meditation may denote contemplation 
on a prayerful communion with the divine source of the universe. Many people have different names that they use. Some say Allah, some say Yahweh, Jehovah, um, various different names. But regardless of what you use as a name, we realize that when we deal with the omnipotent, we're referring to the causeless cause and the rootless root from which all things have grown. Now, in the Western world, meditation has many different meanings. It may mean deep and sustained thinking or attention upon an idea or a problem. It may signify a state of uninterrupted silence or solitude or a state of profound tranquility. And indeed, you'll find in many of the scriptural writings of many um, holy men, many enlightened men, whether you call them prophets, messiahs, um, or the likes, where they went into a period of silence. Um, in your Bible, is mentioned, and in other writings as well, um, many have done it as long as seven days sat in silence. And that number seven is a very important number. It is a number of perfection that we teach in more science. The number seven is a divine number. And you see a correlation in a lot of different things. So is the number of perfected man Circle seven being the symbol of perfected man. And so we will use different techniques that incorporate the number seven as well uh, when we speak on this. Now, to some to some people, um, when we speak about uh, meditation, meditation is seen as very mysterious, mystical, spooky. Um, something that came from the East uh, by some guru or something like that um, to a few people and others will dismiss meditation as some useless pastime when indeed it is not. It is very useful. Um, it is not spooky. It is actually very simple, but people made it complicated and um, mysterious. Um, it is something that, in actuality, all of us have done at least one one time in our life, if but for a short moment. Because when you deal with meditation, you're dealing with a, a deep contemplation within oneself. Again, I said that meditation is the art of listening and not talking. And you're listening to the still small voice within. And when we go to the circle seven, specifically um, chapter eight, there is a statement that says Allah's meeting place with man is in the heart. And in a still small voice, he speaks and he who hears is still. So, in order to hear that still small voice within, 
you know, the voice of the divine, because you'll have many different voices going through your heads. You have many different thoughts, but to hear that still small voice, you yourself have to be still. So that's what meditation does. It makes you still um, to uh, wean out the other wavering thoughts and voices that make enter into your mind, go in and out of your mind. Now, I also want to speak about um, a phrase that's commonly used today called transcendental meditation, which seems to be um, simultaneously confusing. It seems to be very vague. Um, And again, that's what makes a lot of people dismiss meditation as some useless pastime. However, as I mentioned, you know, it's not spooky. Meditation is very simple. It's a very simple concept. And it doesn't have to be complicated. Now, I will state for the record that I'll put this disclaimer out. I do not profess to be a actual um, expert on every technique of meditation. Um, there are many different forms of meditation. Um, However, I will um, share with you those techniques that I do know and that have been proven effective. So when you try to explore in depth the meaning of the word meditation, you realize that meditation covers a wide area of activities of inner life. Um, It is sustained thinking and attention, silence and solitude, peace and tranquility, contemplation and prayerful communion yet it is much more than that it is much more than those states and functions of the mind it is also a lucid state of deep awareness of gnosis in which profound peace and wisdom abide so these are things that we have to um, be aware of meditation is a process in which the mind becomes unwinded. So in meditation, you unwind the mind. There is a there is a phrase that is very useful to use within meditation to keep in mind, and that is relax and let go. Relax and let go. So that helps you to unwind the mind, right? And it helps you to get into the alpha state. Now, there's an important thing dealing with the alpha state. Now, I also mentioned about the number seven. There's also another number that is very important uh, when you're dealing with meditation. And that is 108. 108. Now, the reason why that number 108 is very important is a number of reasons. One, the numbers 108 add up to nine. Nine is a number of completion, as on the contrast, number seven is a number of perfection. Now, also, 108 ties in with the alpha state. It is said that if you can lower or decrease your 
your breaths to 108 breaths in a day, you can reach that alpha state. So keeping that in mind, that also ties into a lot of different numbers, um, such as the cycles, um, astrological cycles and astrological ages. 2160 which is a multiple of 108 in fact half of 2160 is 1080 uh, also 108 also ties in with the atomic number of silver which is connected with the moon and a whole host of other things many um, spiritual beads um, consist of a hundred and eight beads um it is said that there's 108 paths to the omnipotent a lot of things it's a very mystical number and this also ties into a frequency that i'm going to get into later and tell you about how that connects with 108 as well which was used uh, when i did the meditation visualization technique with my wife so but I'll get into that later. Now, again, meditation is a process. It it's unwinds the mind and it then transcends itself into higher consciousness, into your higher self. Again, you have two selves, higher self and lower self. Meditation establishes a link between the outer world and the inner world, between the plane of manifest and the higher planes such as the plane of soul and the spirit plane has within so without right as above so below that deals with that maxim in the kabbalion which is which is another spiritual writing um so a truly successful meditation um combines your normal consciousness with your subconscious um, connecting from your physical to your higher counterpart, your lower self it combines, it brings that connection between the lower self and the higher self right the, 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 um, the tie divinity and matter okay, as mentioned in the circle seven so now most of the time people are thinking various thoughts again you have tens of thousands of thoughts that go through your mind in any given day right um your mind usually jumps from subject to subject idea to idea from object to object in a uh, sporadic fashion now in meditation there is first a calming of the mind as i mentioned relax and let go. Once you relax, the mind is calm. Yeah, as I said, what did you say? Keep calm and what was the phrase is keep calm and let God or whatever. But there's a calming of the mind. You have to calm your mind. After the calming of the mind, then concentration upon a few thoughts or principles in a systematic manner, a few ideas. And then you narrow that concentration upon one single thought right 
finally, the thinking is transcended altogether in a transcendental consciousness, meaning that there's you get, your mind gets to a point where it's void of thought anyway. It just is. It's a state of being. Now, I know that's a very hard concept to get across if you've never um, implemented meditation. But for those who have practiced it, you know exactly what I'm speaking on. So most of the time, you know, throughout the day, we're physically active. So your eyes move, your hands are restless. um, The body moves um, ceaselessly. So in meditation, the physical movements lessen, they decrease. So there's a stilling of not only the mind and the thoughts, but there's a stilling of the body as well. You have to have both. You can't be um, jumping around and, and be meditative. <laughs> um, you can move with and be in a trance, but for true meditation, there has to be a stillness of body and mind. Now, in meditation, right, you have to remember you're focusing inward. There is a physical, spiritual, and mental flow inward. You're listening to that still, small voice within, right? And you get to a point of silence, tapping into that stop silence. So instead of sound, there's silence. As opposed to struggle, there's harmony. And that harmony is the harmonies of life. That's the higher self. The higher self is the mother of virtues and the harmonies of life and breathes justice, mercy, love, and right. Again, that is the goal of meditation, to be in tune with your higher self. So instead of going outward, you're going inward. You're focusing inward. So it's definitely the means by which you can elevate and again, that loosens awareness, right? Uh, so these are things that are very important. Now, one might ask exactly how old is meditation? Well, when we go into the first chapter of the Circle 7, the very first statement is, time never was when man was not, meaning there was never a point in time when man did not exist. And that's kind of the same way with meditation. Remember, the word meditation has the same root as the word medium. And medium being, some would say, medium like medium between large and small or medium as in a channel. The channel from the spiritual to the physical. So... That's the middle. Medium is the middle. So ever since the creation of man in a physical form, there's always been a need to connect with the spiritual realm. So that's where meditation has always come into play. So therefore, it's just about as old as existence or existence of the physical man. So, and again, this has been in existence and practiced by people of all walks of life throughout various different civilizations and cultures, you know, 
in ancient Kemet, which they call Egypt, to Sumer, to India, um, wherever you look, you'll see that there's been some practice of meditation. So it's, it's quite old. And again, this is all to be in tune with your highest self. And that's the point. So to sum it up, you know, meditation is very natural, right? It's not unnatural. There's always a yearning to seek higher thoughts or to get some type of revelation or um, some inspiration, right? And even in the word inspiration, you hear the word spirit from the same root, spiritus, spire, inspire, spiritus. And the word spirit comes from the Latin word spiritus, which means breath. So in more science, we say holy breath. Some people will say holy spirit. You're still saying the same thing. And those who understand meditation understand that breathing, how you breathe, plays a very important part and you have to be patient with meditation Um, do not expect to get anything in particular with meditation particularly the first attempt of meditation right again the goal is to raise your consciousness so this is going to take time right so don't rush anything Now, you got to have the right attitude towards meditation. Um, Again, you have to be open. You have to be um, not closed-minded. And you have to be sincere. Okay? And have a correct frame of mind. Um, Have an open um, mind and have a grateful attitude, what we call an attitude of gratitude when you're dealing with so for one you can never capture meditation by force you do not get meditation you can only receive it just as it's impossible to go into a deep sleep by force you'll never see somebody force himself into a deep sleep and actually get there what happens is the person will relax And then gradually, before they know it, they're in a deep sleep. It just happens. It's the same thing with meditation. You have to allow meditation to take its course. And then, within time, you will reach that alpha state, that meditative alpha state. Okay? So, this is very, this is very important, right? Now, we tend to want things, you know, instant gratification, but that cannot happen with, that's not how meditation works, okay? Secondly, and this is to reiterate first, um, is basically an extension of the first, you should not desire to obtain anything from meditation. Again, you don't force meditation first. Two, you don't desire to get anything from meditation. Right. Um, Some people 
have a misconception, think they're going to get miraculous powers, uh, uh, ESP, or, you know, start levitating through meditation. It doesn't work like that. That's not even the goal of meditation. Again, the goal of meditation is to contemplate on your inner spirit to become one with your higher self and to connect with the omnipotent by whatever name you choose to identify the omnipotent. So if there's any powers that you were to obtain it is only a byproduct of that. It is not the direct result of meditation. And again, this takes time. You have to appreciate and enjoy meditation for what it is. Enjoy the process. You know, um, and look forward to the process. So thirdly, meditation is not possible um, under stress, under a spirit of compulsion or stress. So you can't go into a meditation session being stressful. There has to be a calming of yourself first. You have There has to be a relaxation period first before you can ever be in a meditative state. You can't do it under stress. Okay? So always keep that in mind. Again, those words are relax and let go. Relax and let go. And when you do it, there's importance of breathing. Deep, slow breaths. Right? Where you feel all, when you inhale, you're inhaling and getting all of the air in your lungs. Deep breaths. Inhale through your nostrils. Exhale through your mouth, right? That is the real. Peace, peace. This is part two of volume one of Morse Meditations. And in part one, we discuss what is meditation? How old is meditation? Uh, we went into the proper steps to get into me- meditation, the preparation, um, the mindset to have when doing meditation. So at this particular time, what I want to do is kind of jump right in to some techniques that I think would be beneficial to you and expound a little more on the true goal and objective of meditation. So without further ado, I'm going to go into our first technique. Now, this technique is best done seated. There are techniques that you can do while lying down or in another position but this one is best done seated. Now, while you're seated, you want to take a handful of deep, calming breaths. Okay? You want to inhale deeply through your nostrils. Exhale through your mouth. And let each exhalation be a letting go of all physical tension. 
remember, keep in mind the phrase, relax and let go. Relax and let go. Now, while you are relaxing, you should imagine a small point of white light at your solar plexus, which is about two inches above your navel. It represents pure, rejuvenating energy. It is a healing energy, a healing light. It is a warm, bright light. Now, at a pace that suits you, imagine this white light expanding slowly with each inhalation, each time you inhale. It grows and it glows brighter each time. Right? Remember, it is expanding. And you continue with this expansion of the light every time you inhale until the light fills your whole body. Then you allow the light to expand beyond the borders of your body and emanate outward in all directions. So first it fills your body, then it will fill the room, it will fill the dwelling, then expand out to your community, all throughout the globe, and then you can expand it to the cosmos throughout the universe. Remember, as it is said in the old gospel hymn, this little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. You are a revealer of the light. But in order to reveal the light, you must first have the light. And the light is within you, deep in your center. So you are allowing it to shine. You are expanding the light with each breath. It grows and it glows brighter. Now, you will dwell in this presence of this healing light for as long as you wish, as long as you desire. It could be a few minutes. It could be a half an hour, an hour, or a few hours. As long as you need it to be, allow this light to heal you. Bathe in this light. Be one with the light because you are, again, a revealer of light. And then at a point when you feel it has done its job, you can then imagine the light contracting back in to its original point slowly. Now, if you've been feeling uh, particularly stressed or strained or feel any pain, you may wish to visualize this light cleansing away, clearing away any negative feelings or thoughts that are within you, in your mind and in your body. Remember, it is a healing, cleansing, and rejuvenating energy, this light. And then once it has done its job, you imagine it coming back to the center. You take your final deep breaths, and then you go throughout your day. Now, that is the first technique. 
Now on to the second technique. Now the second technique can be practiced either lying down or sitting, sitting or lying down, either way. Now you're still implementing the white light. This is a white light meditation slash visualization technique. Now in this particular case, when you inhale, you're going to imagine a stream of light. The first technique was a point of light. Here it is a small stream of light, a gentle, warm light in the form of a stream flowing as you inhale into the base of your spine. And from the base of your spine, it goes upward. It follows a path upward through your spine into and out of the top of your head. Now, previously in the first part of the broadcast, we spoke about the chakras. Chakras, again, the word chakra is a Sanskrit word that means wheel or circle or cycle. So, in each of us, there are seven major chakras, which you would call seven major cycles or wheels or circles, like the circle seven, seven circles. And these are energy centers that are aligned up with as you're along the spine up to the top. So from the base, which is the root chakra, all the way to the top of the head where the crown chakra is, you are energizing these chakras with this white light. And at a later podcast, we will go deeper into what the chakras are and how they function, how each one functions. But for those who are not familiar with chakras, you can do a general Google search just to give you a concept. And again, we'll go deeper into that in later broadcasts. But again, during this technique, you are visualizing this light flowing up and charging the chakras as it goes up to the top of the head. That's why you are inhaling. Now, as you exhale, you imagine the same white light starting at the beginning on the top of the head, the crown chakra, going back down through your spine, through the chakras, and out through the base, through the root chakra. And you are visualizing this light cleansing and purifying your body of all impurities, all negative thoughts and emotions. Okay? So again, as you inhale, it's a charging the generation of the, the chakras, charging up the chakras. And as you exhale, it's a cleansing of the chakras, of all negativity. Okay? Now, you do this for some period of time. And you may wish to simply focus on the sensations instead of visualizing the light with this practice. Either approach is good. So you may visualize a sensation of warmth, some tingling going up 
at each of the points, those energy centers along your spine, those chakras, okay? And that is the second technique. Now, there are some tips I want to give you when it comes to meditation in general, particularly with this particular form of meditation, which is called white light meditation, visualization. Now, if you struggle to visualize the light, well, first, let me backtrack. There are some techniques if you're struggling to visualize the light that you can use to develop your visualization capability. You can take a small object like a safety pin, a hairpin, or a flash drive and just study it and look at it for a period of time. And as you're looking at it and observing it, studying the object, you're noticing every minute detail of that particular object. And you don't want to focus on it too long, but just long enough to make note of all the details that you notice. And then close your eyes and then recreate the image of that particular object in your mind's eye. And you do this practice um, several times, you know, several days throughout and do it regularly and that will develop your visualization ability now for those who struggle with visualizing the light and they or they find it to be unpleasant in in lieu of that you can replace the visualization as i mentioned before with focusing on the sensations in your body So instead of visualizing the light, you can focus on the feeling of warmth, compassion, or love emanating from your body. The same so that feeling of the love or the warmth would travel the same way the light would travel. But instead of you focusing or trying to visualize the light, you're just going through a sensation you're getting in touch with the sensation of those feelings that compassion that love that warmth expanding or traveling through your chakras or expanding out your body so and that can be done it works particularly well when you focus on your breath okay so keep that in mind. Another thing is, you know, to the best of your ability, you know, adopt the playful attitude. Um, don't try to force to get the technique right. It's not about that, getting it 100% right. It's about the experience, being open. Remember, I said this is an opening of a spiritual door. So you want to be receptive to all the experiences that you are going through while you're doing the meditation. That's key. That's important. So some people 
um, struggle to focus on breathing and visualizing the actual um, light, right? Where they can only do one or the other. So in that case, please do so. Focus on one of them. Now, there are many people who will say uh, you should just focus on the light instead of focusing on your breathing. I am an advocate of the breathing technique, um, holy breath. So I would emphasize and suggest to you, if you can't focus on both, to focus on the breathing first. Because focusing on the breathing first will allow you to um, be more calm to um, receive more benefits because there's a lot of benefits in proper breathing just by itself and in particular in general and in particular when it comes to meditation so focus on the breathing and then when you get to that point and you can do both the breathing focusing on the breathing and the visualization then you can do so okay also um, while these are visualizations of the white light, you can replace it with another color light, such as an emerald green, um, a calm blue light, a golden light. Um, these are lights that you can also use that will be of benefit as well. White light is the most commonly used light in these meditation visualization techniques, and they have proven to be um, the most practical and effective. So embrace everything, right? Embrace the experience, okay? Um, now, there's a precept in, in Buddhism that says nothing is exempt from the force of change, right? So that means um, in this particular case, when you're going through meditation, you, you will don't expect the, the same outcome you could be doing a meditation for years and at some point in time you experience something totally different, right? Um, because these are, you're dealing with energy. Energy is constantly flowing throughout the universe. And that's very key. That's very key. And these are just two techniques that I just want to go into. Um, I want to keep it simple and deal with that and so we can um, be able to best get the um, most benefits out of it. Now, this is important because you have to be receptive. Um, there is um, a problem that plagues a lot of people in general. Okay. And that is the accepting of new knowledge, right? Uh, what some people will say is fear of the unknown, okay? And because this may be actually a new concept to people, they may shun it away, okay? Uh, even for those who are into the Bible, it says in the book of Hosea chapter 4, verse 6, that my people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge, Right? And that's an interesting thing. Why do people not accept knowledge? Why do people, particularly when it deals with knowledge of self, knowing your higher and lower self, 
question is asked in the circle seven by Elihu, or the statement is said um, in the circle seven by Elihu, if you were to ask me what to study, I would reply yourselves. And he's referring to the highest self and lowest self, because those are the two selves that you have. Now, also in the circle seven, in chapter 43, verse one, um, it actually says the following. It says, if there is anything lovely, there is anything desirable. If there is anything within the reach of man that is worthy of praise, is it not knowledge? And yet, who is it that attaineth it? Right? Who attains knowledge? Who truly is a seeker of knowledge? That is something to keep in mind. And in verse 15 of the same chapter, um, it describes how to accept knowledge. It goes on to say that if thou wouldst mount onto her throne, but first bow thyself at her footstool, if thou wouldst arrive at the knowledge of her, first inform thyself of thine own ignorance. So in other words, in order to accept the knowledge, you have to first admit to yourself that you're ignorant. You have to humble yourself and to accept that you're ignorant is to realize that is to make the confession that you don't know. Also, make a confession in a lot of cases that you've been fooled. And that's a hard pill for many of us to swallow. However, when you get into meditation, meditation opens you up to that because you have to get into the silence. See, we're constantly looking outward, listening outward to all different types of sounds, messages. Even this here, this podcast is a message. Uh, Yet this is something in play to get you to the point where you'll start listening to that small, still voice within. And that's important. To study thyself. Study yourselves. Your higher self and lower self. Right? So, pursuing knowledge, in that sense, means that you're using knowledge to join matter and divinity together. The matter is the body. That's the lower self. The lower self is the body of desires. That's the carnal self. And divinity is the higher self. Right? There's only two selves. However, the body, which is human flesh, can be transformed from human flesh to flesh divine. As spoken about throughout the circle seven by being in tune with the divine in you. Okay? To reflect on the words um, in chapter 36, verse 10 of the circle seven, it states, Know thyself in the pride of his creation, the line uniting divinity and matter. Behold a part of Allah himself within thee. Remember thine own dignity, nor dare descend to evil or meanness. Okay? So, we're dealing with the uniting 
of divinity and matter. That is what meditation does. It connects from the inner to the outer, the above, the higher to the lower, the higher and the lower. They're connected, the physical and the spiritual. Okay? In chapter one of the Circle Seven states in part that without a foe, a soldier never knows his strength and thought must be developed by the exercise of strength. And so this carnal nature soon became a foe that man must fight, that he must be the strength of a law made manifest, that every living thing stand still and hear. Man is the Lord of all the plane of manifest, the protoplasm of plant, of beast, but he gave up his birthright just to gratify his lower self. But man will regain his lost estate, his heritage, but he must do it in a conflict that cannot be told in words. Right? So we have to fight just to raise up to the highest plane of life, to our divinity. And that deals with conquering our lower self. Right? So, as I mentioned before, in the first part, that in meditation, you have to be physically still. You have to detach yourself from carnal thoughts to focus on the higher thoughts. That's what meditation does. And that is a fight because we're easily distracted. We're easily distracted by what goes on on everyday lives, what goes on in social media. We're just distracted. So meditation forces you to detach yourself from the distractions, which is key to tuning yourself in with the divine will, the deific will. And that's self-mastery. Now, I want to speak about the Holy Breath because we spoke about the aspect of breathing. So, in the questionnaire, the question is asked, what is truth? Truth is all. What is art? Art is a law. Can truth change? Truth cannot change nor pass away. What other name do we give to truth? Holy breath. What have you to say about the holy breath? All we could say, it is great, it is good, it was, it is, and evermore to be. Right? And remember, I said earlier that the word spirit comes from the Latin word spiritus, which means breath. So when you say holy spirit, you're saying holy breath as well. Now, in chapter seven of the circle seven in verses 10 to three, it states the holy breath is truth, is that which was and is and evermore shall be. Amen. It cannot change nor pass away. Lamar said, you answer well. Now, what is man? And Jesus said, man is the truth. And falsehood strangely mixed. Man is the breath made flesh. So truth and falsehood are conjoined in him. And they arrive and naught goes down and man as truth abides. Now that says a lot. Okay. That within you, you have truth and falsehood. 
but the truth is of the spirit. The falsehood is of the flesh. Okay? So meditation allows you to leave the illusion of the flesh. Right? To go into the land of fleshless things. Okay? And this is all done through regular practice. So, I just wanted to emphasize on these key points, these precepts, these key principles that we need to take into play. The principles, the highest principles, of course, meaning love, truth, peace, freedom, and justice that will allow us to reach to the highest plane of light. And meditation is a methodology by which that can be attained. So I hope this information has been of some use, has been of some benefit to you, um, that you can apply it in your life. And with that, that concludes this episode. And until next time, I'll just say peace and love.